On this episode of the Ritual Misery Podcast, there's a race going on that you probably don't know about. Uh, it could be the race to the moon. It could be, but I hear beavers are getting in the way. <laughs> well, luckily, we've got Richard Gunther to help us sort that out. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Ritual Misery Podcast, episode 292 for Friday the 25th of March 2022. This is a show two lifelong friends and their guests celebrate all things geek. I'm Amos, uh, the the, uh, the other voice you heard there in the beginning was Kent, and then we, but we don't matter because we have, we have two guests with us tonight, Richard Gunther, aka... Hello. At Richard Gunther, because hmm. <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. And of course, every time we can, we get Kuhan on to do our quiz. How you doing, Kuhan? I'm muted is what I am. Uh, I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I was coughing a minute ago. I was like, oh, let me mute myself so you don't hear my cough. And then you didn't hear me talk for a second. I was like, oh, no. So. Uh, I mean, again, we don't kink shame here. You just mute whenever you want to mute. It's, <laughs> it's all on you. You should you should exercise the mute button more often, probably. Uh, I, I I mean, I try, but you keep <laughs> telling me I got to do this podcast. So, <laughs> right. Oh, miscommunication. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, <laughs> earlier today I was uh, I was recording the photography news monthly, and I recorded the entire thing, and had I went through and edited it, and then realized that. That really sucked. So I had to redo the entire recording because I just I, like I wasn't projecting my voice and and it just it sounded like I was mumbling through about half of it. And I was like, this mm. is this is awful for a written script, and I'm mumbling my way through a recording going out to several people. So so it was that <laughs> kind awful. of Friday for you. Yes, yes. Um, I had an edit last night that I stayed up late to do, and it had all the things that you don't want to have on an edit that you're working on. Um, I, I have a, I have a small list here, if you'd like to hear it. Yes. I feel like we're going to hear it anyway. Yes, yeah. come on. <laughs> a baby cooing in the background. Oh, yeah. That's okay. No. Recorded over earbuds. Mm, yeah, that happens. Earrings tapping the aforementioned earbuds microphone. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gain on the microphone somehow turned up so loud that everything was clipping for about half of the recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, did I mention the heavy room re- reverb? You hadn't, but that's to be expected. Yeah, that'll happen, yeah. Yeah, and then... Important dialogue on that blown out microphone still somehow being off mic. <laughs> oh, jeez! And that—that like... that was just the host. Hmm. Damn. So damn. Sounds like was... a, a training session or two is in order. That's what I told my producer. I was like, "This feels like you're giving me pop quizzes, and I'm getting a solid C minus." Like. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going through editor's college and don't know it yet? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, 
after all that, uh, I, I finally got I got I got it put out, and then I, I still need to do a little fine tuning on the host voice because because it's a lav mic or a earbud mic, it's got kind of a boominess that her voice doesn't naturally have. So trying to fine tune that out without bringing in too much sibilance over the top of it. It, there's some balancing, some EQ stuff that I still got to work on, but I got the V1 out and the uh, the producer listened through it and had some notes for me. So at least I got that part of it done. You know, this yeah. is the life of an editor. And, <laughs> and when it's a, when it's a corporate contract, like, you know, a big name, like they got lots of money and they pay well, like it's hard to say no to projects like that. So sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, not- it's also hard to understand why they won't, um, you know, buy the host a $60 microphone. So, you know, it's that it goes both ways. Cause like the, the, I, I, everywhere I go, I will sing the praise of the Samson Q2U. I brought one to Pakistan with me, even though I didn't really use it. I used, I also brought my SM58 because I bring two microphones with me when I leave the country. Why? Cause that's the kind of person I am. Um, but the Q2U <laughs> is like, it's, it's great. It's fantastic. And it costs like 50 bucks. Yep. Like, I don't know why every company that wants to start a podcast doesn't just buy their host. Here's a $50 microphone. Yep. You plug it in USB. It's plug and play. And it's going to sound pretty great no matter where you put it. I like the kind of dichotomy of we're talking about people who need better equipment because they're on podcasts. Whereas podcasters, just like you, I always travel with remote gear. Always. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter if I'm on vacation. Pretty yep. much. I, I did not have any plans to record anything while I was in Pakistan. I was like, but just to be safe, let me bring a Focusrite <laughs> Scarlett 2i2 and a Sesame 58. And then also a Samsung Q2U in case I'm like going somewhere else and just don't want to bring everything with me. Like I was, <laughs> I didn't yep. need any of it. <laughs> everything would have been fine off my computer mic uh, yep. for my like for work meetings. But I had my microphones with me just in case. I, I went to Vegas and was there to record the uh, soccer games with my, you know, my big tripod and everything else. And I went back to the to my wife's house in, in Washington and realized that I didn't have a microphone there because I usually take one with me, and I hadn't brought one because I was so worried about the camera gear. So immediately upon realizing that, I zipped on down to to uh, Guitar Center. It was like that one in my hand. Here's the card. I'm out the door. Like. I'm, I just have microphones everywhere at this point. I, it I'm telling you, Sam, Samson doesn't pay me, but if they want to, I'm, I'd be happy to take the money. Uh, it's like, it's you, you're going to get it for less than $70 no matter what. Almost every Best Buy is going to have it, and it's USB plug and play. Very easy to toss into a backpack. Like, it's the best. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Can't you know this about me? And, I'm, and Richard, I'm, I'm sure you have an inkling of it. But for those listening that don't know, I tend to find myself in situations in stores where I know more than the employees do. And I think it, we could all say that about pretty much any Best Buy. I mean, <laughs> oh my God. I yes. worked at Best Buy for three years. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So I was at that guitar center, and the only employee back in the microphone section was basically trying to get this guy to buy a, a Scarlet uh, solo so that he could record his guitar tracks in and his vocals and overlay them with other people's recordings and stuff like that. And he was saying how easy it was. And this guy was not computer literate. Like he hadn't played guitar in like 15 years. He was just trying to record, you know, lay down some tracks. I, I held my tongue because I was in a hurry and I didn't want to like interrupt. Thankfully, 
the purchase did not pass the wife check and he left without the the equipment that this guy was trying to get him to buy. <laughs> but it was just... The Scarlet uh, Solo is a perfectly fine device and it's like $50 or like whatever. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. For a guy when running Windows XP on his machine at home. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Might might need something a little more a little 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 easier to to navigate. Uh, yeah. you know, I I don't know that I want anybody to start using uh, Ableton as their first DAW. Like maybe not, but uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the focus right will play with Audacity. And Audacity is Audacity is the first DAW I recommend to anybody because it's free and easy. The first DAW I tell everybody to avoid. How you doing, Richard? <laughs> I'm doing okay. You know, I'm noticing a, a trend. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I think that whenever you travel, you end up having to go to Guitar Center. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, both times that I've been out to DC with you, we've had to go to we've had to find a guitar center at the last second to Right? Yeah. Although yeah. although one of those was clearly not my fault. I there was no idea I had no idea that we were going to be doing a seven person panel. <laughs> in, uh, on on C-SPAN that I was yeah. going to be doing the audio engineering for until right. the day prior. So, that, that I mean, that's not my fault. Well, I mean, it was a happy accident that you had to buy a really nice board. That I'm still using today. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I had to buy more gear. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. And, and and now I have C-SPAN cred on my, on my resume. So, you know, can't complain too much. I uh, I one time was was uh, when I was hosting live quiz in pubs. Um, I got to my venue and the mixer plug was broken. So I think someone had subbed for me like a week or two prior, and I got there and like the 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 plug into the mixer was just not working. I don't know if it was the sub who'd done it or like the the bar staff or whatever had had tried to use it and broke it. Um, but whatever it was, I I could not get my mic working, so. I'm, it was in a mall. It was like maybe 20 minutes to the nearest guitar center. And my quiz was supposed to start in like, in like 15 or something like that. And so I, fortunately there was a guitar shop upstairs in the mall that was going to close. And I went up there and I was like, look, I see you have this. There was like a, like a big powered mixer that happens to be the same one my dad uses. Cause my dad sings. Um, so I happened to, to like, know it didn't have to like learn it real quick. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to buy this. I just need, to rent it for the night. Like I will give it back to you in three hours. I just need it right now. And he had to like call his manager because they did rentals, but like that was not on rental. I'm like, call your manager. Let me know how much I, cause I don't want to pay $160 for this and then come back and return it. Like mm-hmm. I would rather pay. I'd rather, cause I didn't have to pay for it anyway. Like I paid for it. Then my company reimbursed me. I was like, I'd, I'd rather pay 40 bucks for it, go downstairs and then bring it right back up. And so I did, that's what I had to do. And then the next week, I had got a new mixer sent to me, but that was uh, it was a very stressful situation in the moment where I'm like, "Where okay? Where's the nearest guitar center? Not close enough. Okay, where's the nearest <laughs> guitar upstairs? Okay, do they have a mixer? They have one mixer, and it is definitely way overpowered for what I need, but it'll do what I need it to do. So, yeah, that, I I will say that going into a situation where you are um, trying to accomplish a purpose for a specific need, but you're doing it in a place or with equipment that you're not necessarily familiar with is kind of the best learning situation that you can find oh, yeah. yourself in. Because as a as a KJ, I would go to like a new place and they'd be like, hey, in a, you know, we're going to get there an hour prior to the show, prior to the, the karaoke beginning. 
you have one hour to figure out whatever it is mess they have set up. And you have to know your stuff. You have to be able to trace lines and, and figure out what's going to happen where and all that stuff. And, and, you know, I mean, it's helped out in this show, as you can tell by the amazing audio quality you get every episode. (laughs) After that, by the way, I started keeping a spare mixer in my trunk just in case something happened again. It was like, just let's just always have a mixer with me. I know I do quiz once a week, but like, just have a mixer in the trunk in case I need a mixer. Yeah. Yeah, my my H six and Amos, four just, mics just go with me everywhere I go, pretty much now. Yeah. Amos, you just traveled to Vegas recently. Did you have to make any uh, emergency equipment purchases there? No, <laughs> no, I I I didn't. I did buy buy I did buy gear, but I didn't have to. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't an emergency. It was, <laughs> just, uh, it was just for fun. It was just a pleasure trip. Uh, Again, I'm sensing a trend. But it wasn't at a guitar Listen, center. Even the emergency trips are pleasure trips. <laughs> it, it, was, it, it was at a, it was at a local uh, local photography shop, and I, I went in there to to buy some clamps uh, to make my recording of soccer games a little easier. And uh, they happen to have one that that worked. So I picked so it up. I, I think you need to give some context for people who don't live in like inner, not inner cities, but like downtown city areas or are familiar with Vegas for what is the camera shop? Because the camera shop in a city is not like, you know, the old Ritz that used to exist oh, in the mall. Right, right. This place is called a uh, BNC camera and it's um, maybe about three or four miles off the strip. Um, Cause we were staying close to the strip. Cause it's, I mean, as much as the strip is a pain in the ass to navigate and be around, it's centrally located in Vegas. So for all the soccer games, like you can get, it's, it's like equidistant to everywhere you need to be. Um, and uh, it, it was a nice, nice store. It's very similar to the store we have in Anchorage, which is, great but it's about three times larger and it, it was a, a great little camera shop but it was it had everything from high-end camera gear through you know tripods and lenses bodies it had a rental section in the back it had all your lighting components it had cases it had backdrops like it it was like the one stop you could go and get anything you needed for photography um not so much on the videography side which hmm. you know was saddening to see but not untypical i really miss photo stores i used to when i was a kid now that was one of my favorite places to to shop was in the photo store and i bought cameras and projectors and i like i I was a weird kid i had a slide projector (laughs) when i was a kid i saved up for it oh man oh wow yeah yeah I, I have a projector that I I took from a trash bin that the my old office was throwing away. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's I, digital, I also had, I also had a Super 8 movie camera or movie projector. Oh. Ooh. Again, another thing I saved up for. So wow. you guys are a little bit older than me. I saved up for a flip camera. Uh, oh, Nice. I don't even remember them, but like that was nice. when I was like 16. Was a flip camera, and like I was like making videos on the flip camera. Yeah. I think I might still have it somewhere. Like it's nice. it's, it's like just like it's such a weird thing because like now I'll, I'll talk to like kids who are 10 years younger than me or 12 years younger than me about this, and it's like it was like 
four times as thick as your smartphone and yeah. shot a, like a 480p video yeah. and yeah. had a built-in USB that flipped out. That's why it was a flip camera. Yep. Oh, man. It was oh, ingenious. Yep. It was ingenious at the time. It was incredible at the time, yeah. But yeah, of course... Was, that's what my son know, had to, to shoot four, videos. Four double the iPhone batteries. killed it. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I, in fact, right this very minute, I'm using the tripod uh, th- that we got for the flip camera. That's the tripod I'm using right now for my for my uh, Logitech. That's fantastic. Camera. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. All right. Um, shall we? Uh, shall we get into the topic, or shall we do a quiz? Um. Well, I mean, we can leave that up to Kuhan. Um, are, are, you, are you here for the whole show, Kuhan? Or, or I can I can do, do either thing. I got I got nothing going on tonight. Uh, I was I was actually gonna see the Batman, and then I got the message from you saying we're good to go tonight. I'm like, all right, I guess I won't get tickets. I'll get to see Batman tomorrow. So nice. Well, well I'll, uh, I'll let you judge which was which was the wiser decision. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see eventually. It's funny because I had so so many of my cousins like. Three different cousins were like, you want to see Batman while I was in Pakistan? And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to see when I get back to America. And then I got back last Friday. So a week ago today as we're recording. Um, and, uh, and I was just like, didn't want to go anywhere on Saturday and Sunday because I was still a little jet lagged. And then the whole week I had just like stuff going on every evening. Uh, so tomorrow tomorrow is an alc batman unless something else comes up tomorrow in which case we'll figure yeah, it out yeah. you, you'll get a message <laughs> I, I, I from w scottus like one saying hey can you come do a quiz <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah it's like hey can you write a quiz and perform it tonight and i'll be like i mean yes i'll do that yeah for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right well i well, think you're gonna enjoy it I, I i did watch uh the batman recently and and it was fantastic it was the closest version uh, cinematic version of Batman to the comics that I read in the nineties. I've, I've heard a lot of good things about it. It's funny. Cause I like, I'm, I'm a little worried now that, that it's like being built up because I, I wanted to go in with like a little bit lower expectations and then be, you know, pleasantly surprised, but just every yeah. single person has, has been raving about it. And I'm like, Oh, now I'm, now I'm concerned. I'm going to go in and like, it's, it's also, it's so long. It's three hours long. You have to like yep. schedule a whole day oh, yeah. wow. around that movie. <laughs> like it's wow. so. Yep. I had a whole. I had a whole like bathroom and um, beverage like strategy going into this thing. It was. Uh, it's called yeah, run. It, it worked out for me. I, yeah. No. Fuck that. Because I don't miss even a fucking second of a movie if I paid to see it. So no, no, yeah. no. Uh, it's 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 so. What called. was your strategy? Yeah. Hold it. Yeah, so I well, did you I did mean, you buy very, three very sodas? Straightforward. It was no, it was a. I mean, it's a very simple, straightforward strategy. I peed literally just before going into the movie, and I only bought a small drink, and I took very small sips and made it last the entire film. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, I'm usually I usually don't have a, a peeing problem. Like I am usually I'm usually good. Where I'm like I, I've never like. Sometimes I like at the end of the movie, I'm like, let me run and like, and I don't know if this is a post credit scene, but like for like Marvel movies, I'll like, okay, I'll run when the credits start and then I'll, I can come back before the credits end and catch the, the post credit scene. Oops. So like, I, I'm usually oh. good where, where it's like maybe in the last like 15, 20 minutes, I really have to go and I can just hold it. So don't don't worry. So Eventually you'll get, you'll get our age and it won't be a matter of having to hold was, it. It'll be a matter of not being able to start it. 
Yeah, I was <laughs> just going to say, you are, we already established that you're a lot younger than we are. So, <laughs> well, so it's funny because so, so I, I turned 29 in February. So, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm creeping up That's on. That's adorable. On, I know, I know, I know. I'm still, <laughs> I know I'm still young. I'm, I'm creeping up on that 30 number. But what's funny is I, um, I on the flight to Pakistan. Um, uh, so for yeah, for those who don't know, I was in Pakistan for a month from from the uh, February twentieth to March twentieth, basically. Um, and uh, on the flight over there, like I had trouble sleeping, and I was so sweaty when I got off the plane. And I was like, I didn't used to be this sweaty. Like, am I just like, is this what it's? Is this what it's gonna be like now? Am I just like, getting it sweatier <laughs> and sweaty? My dad has always been sweaty my entire life. So I'm like, is that? Oh my god, is that what's happening? Am I getting old now? <laughs> like, is this what's <laughs> happening? Is it just gonna go downhill from here? Like in 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 ten years, I'm just gonna like just be pure sweat when I wake up. Think things start to break on a more regular yeah. basis. <laughs> I'm telling you, you the go. body's warranty runs out at 25. Everything after yeah. that is just <laughs> like, a couple of few years ago, 26, 27. I, I bought Heelys. I bought adult Heelys. I never had Heelys as a kid. And I was like, let me try this. Uh, bad idea. I wore them for like three days and they've been in the box since. Um, and, and, and your hip still hurts, doesn't it? So I, <laughs> I, uh, I was working at the movie theater at the time and I, um, at the, I was a supervisor, so at the end of the night, I would have to go from projector to projector and like shut off the projector, turn on the lights for the for the cleaning crew to clean and stuff. And I was like, let me try to heal it from projector to projector. And I fell fucking straight on my back. Like I was like, and I was like, all right, well, that's that's not like I like lay, laid there for a couple seconds and I was like, well, that's not happening anymore. And then limped from projector to projector. <laughs> it was it was like, okay. Well, yep. I I, re I remember being 16 and being able to bounce back from that. Uh, can't do that anymore. No. <laughs> Negative. No, yep. that ship has sailed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, hey, you, you'll know that uh, you're uh, that you're officially getting up in years when you go to the bathroom by yourself and you're standing there for about five minutes and you can't figure out why you can't pee. <laughs> <laughs> she's like why isn't this working this has worked every other time in my life ever and now it's just not working tell you what if that's the uh if that's the thing that that part doesn't want to do when i get older i'm fine with that i guess <laughs> yeah it's just the opening signs it's a good point. yeah, yeah good i guess point. so yeah yeah until you go and oh. sit down and then you have to go again yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. It's the damnedest yeah. thing. I've already got that. I, I go to the bathroom far too often in a day. Ken uh, like, already figured this out. He just sits down when he pees to start off with. And then, yeah, yeah. like, it, he, <laughs> you get both pees out at the same time that way. And I'm just like, I can't. I don't, I don't want to sit down to pee yet. Like, you will. Yet. You will. Ken's like, I'm just too fucking lazy to keep standing and having to go back. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, <laughs> my, my morning pee is always a sit-down pee. It's That's, just easier. It's because you're mean, hungover. You have no energy. It's, you have to stand there. I mean, and then, you know, you're giving yourself extra time that way too, right? Like, it's, it's like, right. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't really dick around and, on your phone while standing and like trying to hold. That's right. You know? like, that's it, right. And, you, and you're giving yourself options if you're already right. sitting. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It does uh, make it easier to get the gas out. I mean, there's practical reasons for this. You got to get the squatty potty. You got it all going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, let me tell you about the squatty potty. 
<laughs> we have one in our master bathroom because my wife loves using the squatty potty. I have been married to her for 14 years, something like that. And every time, in, on the rare occasion that I need to get up in the middle of the night to pee, like I went to bed early and like, you know, I didn't do my normal nightly routine. I got to get up and I got to pee. I go in the bathroom. I will be damned if I do not kick that damn squatty potty <laughs> in in like the, the, you know, we have a night light in the bathroom. So like barely lit, right? I will kick it. And it's not the kicking it that, that, that messes me up. It's not the sudden sound that brushes me out of sleep. It's the fact that I'll kick it with my left foot because that's always the foot I, I go to, you know, I, I sit down first in front of the toilet. It's the fact that when I kick it with my left foot, my right shin gets smacked by the squatty potty swinging around in reaction to me kicking it. I'll tell you what, you wouldn't have this problem if you were just turned around and sitting down. I, you know, <laughs> there you go. You know, there you go. Yet and another I, reason. And, 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 and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to forget that the damn cover's down. And I'm just going to piss all over the floor. And I'm going to I'm gonna call you, Kuhan. <laughs> you wait, hold on. If, if you're sitting down and not feeling that the cover is down, I feel like you've got other problems. Uh, yes. Yes, do you, exactly. Do you, do you understand <laughs> how, how often I go to bed high? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never been so high that I didn't realize the toilet cover was down. <laughs> Have I got some edibles for you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like you only have to sit down on the cover once and you'll never make that mistake again. I'll right? tell you like, what, listen. As here's, soon here's as you hit it, it wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> here's here's the way to do it. You just you piss in the sink. You're good to go. You got you got a nice rest. For your oh balls no no well. no 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 no! What is this a fraternity? Come on. <laughs> I mean, we do have oh, a very large Korea. tub. I could just go sit down in the tub and let just let whatever happens happens. <laughs> well, and there's, it's easy to rinse out that way, you know? You're making this far, far, far <laughs> too much of an ordeal. <laughs> oh, boy. Rich is just mad because his his tub is preserved for when he's too drunk to find the bed. That's... What? Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you figure that? I've I've been Uh, on the phone with you really late at night when you've been really drunk and I'm like that guy is not going to find his bed (laughs) (laughs) this is true (laughs) in that case I usually just fall asleep on the sofa though so there's that there's always a sofa nearby in your house there's always a floor there there you go (laughs) fix your back that way too you just like yeah and it's nice and cool so when you do start to you know feel like it's going to go the wrong way it's nice and comfy on the floor (laughs) Not that I know anything about that. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> um, you know what else say, is nice and say cool? Let's say we play a game. Oh, yeah, we can do that. I still only have a bumper for Kent's game, so Kuhan, you're just going to play Kent. Can I please have your attention? In the last 30 minutes, Kent's done something. Now you've got a guess. He was very excited. Kent's game. Play with him. Play with him. All right, Kuhan, why don't you explain to us what's uh, what's about to happen right here? 
What's about to happen? We've done this a uh, few times before on this show. Uh, I uh, used to have a show called Speakeasy Pub Quiz, and that's still what the thing says. Um, and uh, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask 10 questions to uh, AMS to Kent and Richard, and uh, they are going to write an answer down, and I'm going to score how well they did in these trivia questions. It's a, it's a trivia game. Pretty straightforward. If you ever, you ever played good. trivia before, that's sounds good. <laughs> it's a, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. how trivia works. And, I don't know. Until I don't about know. halfway through, when we all realize we're complete idiots, because that was the easy <laughs> question. And no, no. Well, tell you what, right? so the, the, I am I think concerned. The, the last two, I think I've only done two on here. The last two quizzes I wrote alone and presented alone. This one, uh, my speakeasy pub quiz partner uh, Jose Cuevas helped me write. Uh, and so uh, any question that's too hard is the one that Joe wrote. And any question that's easy are the ones that I wrote. Um, <laughs> that, that's so, the valuable. My redemption. strategy, Richard, Richard, my strategy is if you can't be right, at least try to be funny. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah if yeah. you can't be right, be very wrong. Uh, we, there was definitely one. <laughs> there was definitely one round that we did run in Speakeasy when we were doing it, where if you didn't know the right answer, a funny enough answer would get you points. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, the, this round we're calling the final frontier um, because, oh, wow, that's weird. The Artemis program set to make its first flight this year with the goal of putting a woman on the moon by the end of the decade. So answer these questions about our moon and solar system. Let's all see right. if power okay. wants to fix it. There we go. So question number one, the moon is primarily comprised of which type of rock? terrestrially formed by solidifying hot molten rocks. I gotta fix my thing because now I am being covered by the bug. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, question number one again. The moon is primarily comprised of which type of rock terrestrially formed by solidifying hot molten rocks? I used to know stuff like this. Oh, right. Um, this one, this one uh, uh, it would help if you potentially are the parent to a middle schooler? Because I remember learning this in middle school. Right. Right. Uh, I, got, I got kids. And for me, middle school was a less, less long ago than it was for you guys, as we've established. <laughs> but if, you have, if your child is a middle schooler, that might help. It was still like almost 20 years ago for me, too. So. Mm. Yeah. Good grief. This is killing me. <laughs> you got I, answers? I, I have my answer. All right, let's... I feel like Richard's still writing. I am. Okay. Right, let's see him. I see rocks with ho-hos? Holes. Holes. Cheese and uh, Amos wrote very small. Igneous. <laughs> Igneous. Igneous. Well, the correct answer is... Igneous rock. Ah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I would not have gotten that. It was the only By kind the way, of rock I could remember. <laughs> I was, three kinds of rocks were uh, uh, igneous, metamorphic, and sedimentary. Those are the three types of rock. So, uh, yeah, again, I don't remember I, how old your kids are, but uh, if they're not in middle school yet, then... Uh, then yeah, you'll, I, I feel like I might have known this, this time. I mean, I just like I for the record... this in fifth grade. But. Uh, my, mine was factually accurate. It may not have been the word you were looking for. <laughs> so igneous rocks don't necessarily have holes. Mm. Sedimentary more often have holes because they're made from, like, sand and but, stuff forming. Igneous is... Like, anyway. But also, I mean, the moon's not made of cheese. Like, come on. Oh, no, yeah. No. yeah. It's a <laughs> shocker. It's a shocker. But that was common knowledge. 
<laughs> Question number two. It, it, uh, the, the, the moon being made of the- cheese makes it really hard to blast off without splattering melted cheese everywhere. Mm. We don't, we don't know that they didn't. I can uh, see that. The tale of the bamboo cutter is one of the oldest enduring pieces of literature, having been written in the ninth, ninth century about a princess who goes to the moon. What is the name of that princess? This is, uh, this is a question that uh, I can tell you for sure Joe wrote. Um, I, I said this might be a little too hard, and he said if they're weebs, they'll get it. So, Wow. But, yeah, I, uh, I think I have a good guess uh, here. He said, "If you're either into says this is either really easy if you're either into literature or a weeb." So once again, a tale of the bamboo cutter, one of the oldest enduring pieces of literature, having been written in the ninth century about a princess who goes to the moon. What's the name of that princess? Uh, <sighs> okay, I'm feeling good about this one. I'm not. I have nothing on my <laughs> slate yet. <laughs> nothing. This is ridiculous. All right, I'm going to have to come up with something. Uh, something absurd. <laughs> which which has probably not a zero percent chance of being correct. Oh, it's pretty low. All right, <laughs> let's uh, let's see the answers. See Mononoke, I see Princess Slutterbutt, <laughs> and Patty. Uh, all great guesses, but no, the answer is Kaguya. Uh, there was no chance it. of that. I. I that's what I told Joe, but I kept it in just to just to prove to him that there was no chance of it. <laughs> you were right. I, I said, just, he said he, he said Kaguya is really easy if you're either into literature or a weeb. And I said, yeah, but the contestants are Amos and Kent. I said, is Kent not in the literature? I said he might be a weeb. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there you go. Damn it, Joe. Damn it, Joe. <laughs> Question number three. Uh, the first human spaceflight missions conducted by NASA were named for which Roman god of travelers? This one I feel like you might get. Question number three again. The first human spaceflight missions conducted by NASA were named for which Roman god of travelers? You might, you know, maybe you think of the Roman god of travelers. Maybe you know a little bit about NASA history. I'm, I'm fairly certain this was specifically mentioned in the movie First Man. Um, which was about Neil Armstrong. Definitely blues travelers. Sure. Yeah. Second in, second in, second in. With the Renton Tinner Rambo in. Make it just remove or else you win in the begin. See what you do to me. This MTV is not for free. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got this wrong, but I'm going with what I had anyway. All it, right. It, let's see. The, let's see the, the answers. The kicker of that is that the song is called The Hook or called Hook because, like, anyway. I see Gemini, I see Atlas, and I see Mercury. One of you has the answer correct. It's Richard. And it is indeed Richard. All right. <laughs> it is Mercury, yes. Uh, Gemini, I think, was right. Was after Mercury, or, or maybe yeah, Gemini it, wasn't space it was. flight? No, it was. It was the, it was the second um, mission, basically. Which makes sense, because Gemini. Uh, group yeah. of missions. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, in the 60s, when this was going on, they called it Gemini. Yeah, they Gemini. they they like, pronounce it Gemini or Gemini um, intentionally. Like they, th- that was how they decided to pronounce it. Yep, <laughs> very yep. strange. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's 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 like when you go and watch um, like Back to the Future, where he says gigawatt because they didn't they didn't have a standard pronunciation for giga. Twenty one like gigawatts. It says gigawatt in the script, 
but like they didn't know like you know gigabytes were not a thing so people didn't just know how to say giga so yeah, just, yeah. yeah they, i mean they were <laughs> we, we still fight over gif versus gif so uh, i was yeah. just thinking that yeah. i was right. just thinking that all right, and some of yep. us are correct, and other it's ones say It's the same rule for one and <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. It's the same Kuhan. rule. <laughs> exactly. All right, question number four. Hey, you hear about Pluto? That's messed up. After being demoted to a dwarf planet in 2006, Pluto is officially considered to be part of what trans-Neptunian group of small solar system bodies? Oh, shit. So once again, um, after being devoted to a dwarf planet in 06, Pluto is officially considered to be part of what trans-Neptunian group of small solar system bodies? Trans-Neptunian just means beyond Neptune, which, as we all know, uh, Pluto is usually. Sometimes it's not beyond Neptune, though. Because, mm, mm, mm. like, I don't, I don't know if you know, Pluto's and Neptune's orbits, like, intersect. So sometimes Pluto is, is yep. yeah, closer than Neptune. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Some, people, some people might have been learning this from me saying it so <laughs> in, in in the the finger diagram definitely helped that helped totally yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i could draw it on my whiteboard but i'm using my whiteboard to keep score so <laughs> there you go <clears throat> all right i'm pretty sure i'm wrong <laughs> all right uh do we got answers down let's see the answers i'm hoping you're not looking for a proper noun i am looking for a proper noun and that proper noun is indeed the Kuiper Belt. Oh. Ah, damn it. I even spelled nice. it right. Kuiper Belt. Holy you did shit. did spell it right. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> wow. So, so Amos got it correct, and then Richard and I, we were on the same wavelength. The wrong yeah, yeah. one. <laughs> well, it's because it's, right. it's, it's not a planetoid. It's a dwarf planet. I think planetoid is a different distinction. I could be wrong. I'm not You're a probably scientist. probably correct. But I believe, I believe planetoid is a different distinction than dwarf planet, but I don't know. I believe other dwarf planets include Eros and Ceres, which are also in the Kuiper Belt. But I think there's also a dwarf planet in the asteroid belt, but maybe there's just a planetoid in the asteroid belt. I don't know. I just, I just, I would believe if you say it with enough authority, I will believe you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that works, isn't it? It's called Omicron Percy I8. And, um, all right. Uh, <laughs> Here is question number five. Not actually associated with a season, what is the name given to special elevated tides resulting from the moon and sun being additively gravitationally aligned? So we're looking for the name of, of a tide, the name of a type of tide. Uh, I'd like to remind you that Joe is a marine biologist. Question five yes. again, not actually associated with the season. <laughs> what is the name given to special elevated tides resulting from the moon and sun being additively gra gravitationally aligned? I actually knew this like three weeks ago. That's not that long ago. I know. <laughs> if it was 30 oh, years, man. that's a whole different proposition. Three weeks. You could come up with that. I, I'm uh, I'm making a completely ridiculous, uneducated, clueless guess. I, f I feel like you can you can parse out at least a somewhat educated guess just from the way the question is written. It it may it may in in fact be laughable. <laughs> uh okay. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna write this down. And I feel like I've got roughly a twenty-five percent chance. 
Wow. That's way yeah. better than my 0%. <laughs> The fact the fact that you're saying you have a twenty five percent chance means that at least you picked up on the clue in the question. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, even when pointed out, I still didn't. <laughs> let's see. Let's see your answers. I see springtide, summertide, and ebb. Um, I wish it had said roll tide. That would have been the best version of the joke, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> the answer is. Dun, dun, dun. Spring tides. Ah, damn it. Uh, Amos, you're killing it. Okay. You're killing yeah. it. Three points out of five. I'm killing it. Getting a D. <laughs> Spring tides for Hitler in Germany. Um, winter for Poland, <laughs> France. All right, let's move on <laughs> to question number six. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, natural satellites <clears throat> of a planet often have thematic names. The two moons of Mars are named Phobos and Deimos. Bearing what relation to the eponymous god? What? 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 So the two moons of Mars are named Phobos and Deimos. Why, why are they named Phobos and Deimos? What relation do Phobos and Deimos have to Mars? I think I got this one. Maybe. Well, no. I've said that a couple of times now, and I've been wrong. <laughs> you, listen, you, so. had a, you had some decent guesses, you know? Like, Planetary was a good guess. Uh, and that's it. And that's it. Summertime was a good guess. <laughs> it was you were just one season off. That was a good guess. Right, right, right. I, yeah, I was, depending, uh, depending on the yeah. day, you were either two hundred and seventy or just one day off. Exactly. Yeah. That's uh, that's oddly specific. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have answers? Yes. Uh, I see children, children, and sons. Uh, they were both his sons, but children is is an adequate answer as well. I will give you that for sure. All right. So points all around on that one. I should get like <laughs> 1.1 or something like that because I was more specific. <laughs> <laughs> really? At least, uh, really, Kent? That's, that's, that's what you're going to die on? Yeah, but now, I mean, now you get a 0.1 deficit for begging. <laughs> <laughs> so it all balances out. At least now everyone's on the board, which I'm not sure I can say for the Tay Allen episode. So. <laughs> oh, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's question number seven. Only, uh, only four more. Question number seven. Uh, the dark spots on the moon are named as if they were seas, and the word for them is even the Latin for seas. What is this word? Also the title of a song in a 2021 Best Picture nominee. Oh, my God. I'm trying to give a lot of hints here. Uh, the dark spots on the moon are named as if they were seas. So like the Sea of Tranquility, for example. And the word for them is even the Latin for seas. What is this word? Also the title of a song and a 2021 Best Picture nominee. I'll also take the singular. The, the plural is the title of the song, but the singular would also be acceptable. If you can wow. Oh, well, that's not the right answer then. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Also, if you get the plural wrong, but like it's still, you know, what I'm saying like it's it, the because plurals work differently in Latin. If you like anglicize the plural, I'll give that to you too. Uh, okay. Well. Oh, damn it. Like like how the plural of unum would be una, not unums, but I'd give you unums. Right, right. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm writing unums. <laughs> Very specifically said unums because it wasn't the answer, but you feel free to write unums, which would just, would just be an incorrect translation of the word ones. 
<laughs> yeah, those are the ones I'm talking about. Yeah, there we go. The, all right, the, yeah. the, the, so. the them's them. Uh, all right, let's see some answers. Unless someone's right, and there we go. I see Bruno's. I see Sinus, and I'm not sure. Sh- is this a Mons? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mons, I believe, are the higher ones, yes. the mountains. Yes, but I had to put something. It's a, it's a, it's, listen, it's an educated guess. The answer is Maria. Oh, uh, damn it. I almost put Mar, but then I was like, that's like, that would be Mars in the way that Kuhan said it. And that sounds mm. wrong. I, so. I would have given you Mar, <laughs> even though it's wrong. Cause it's the Spanish, which is close enough to Mare, Mare, or maybe Mare. I'm not sure. Again, I, I, I don't know Latin. Mare. Mare is, is the word. Uh, but I probably would have given you Mar, but the plural is Maria, which is also ah, damn it. the name of a character in West Side Story and the name of a song in West Side Story. Ah, uh, <sighs> yes. That West makes Side sense. Story, which is nominated That's... for Best Picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I, I, I thought I gave I enough went, hints on that one. I, I, don't, know, I don't know what you want from one, me. The, the one, well, maybe two words <laughs> that I know in, in Latin. Coincidentally, uh, this is actually like for sound or bay. Oh, yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Fair enough. All right. Of course. Of course it is. <laughs> Question number eight. Though the United States is the only country to have successfully landed a human being on the moon, five other space programs have landed an unmanned mission there. What is the only country that has landed a spacecraft on the dark side of the moon doing so in 2019? I think I've got this one. I think this one's gettable. <laughs> I like Richard's face. Like, I mean, fuck are you talking about? There's only like, <laughs> there's only like what, 275 countries? Sure, but how many well, of them yeah, could put a man right, on the moon? Exactly. Put, put, put how many have space programs that are capable yeah. of doing that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. What do we have? I got China's across the board. Good. At least one of these uh, was gettable. China. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Uh, uh, for what it's worth, it was between this question and a question about what other country has a space force, uh, but that that country's space force is combined with their air force. As uh, ours, kind of like to be. ours, as was, was ours, as was ours, yeah. but isn't. Do, do you know? Does anybody know what uh, what country has uh, a, has an official space force? No, I don't actually. Portugal, not that far off. Uh, it's France, Spain. Oh, interesting. Ken yeah. was just going to go up the western right. seaboard of the uh, of Europe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Port- Portugal is right next to Spain. That's like me or, saying that's not far off is yeah. kind of implies that it is Spain. That's fair enough. <laughs> Portugal, Spain, France, Belgium, Germany, Denmark. I think is somewhere in there. Russia. I don't know. Poland. <laughs> you keep going further north. Yeah. Uh, right. uh, question number nine: If we consider a moon year to be one. Rep- around the earth and a moon day to be one rotation around its axis. How many moon days are in one moon year? Oh my God. Wait a minute. So a moon year Ooh. would be how wait, many? Wait. So the train leaves at three o'clock, right? <laughs> just, just like how earth, an earth day is one rotation around its own axis and an earth year is one revolution around the sun. Same deal. If we call a moon year, one revolution around the earth and a moon day, one rotation around its axis. How many moon days are in one moon year? So how many times does the too. moon rotate on its own axis in the amount of time that it takes it to rotate once around the Earth's axis? Right. That is exactly the question, yes. Okay. Yep. 
I think I got this one then. I think I got this one. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think I think I'm good. The best part about Amos running the show and also trying to figure out the answer to this at the same time is it's just it's just me and the PowerPoint. <laughs> like, yeah. what's going on? Check me out. <laughs> I, I feel like this is a trick question for what it's worth. Um, um, I think a little bit. I wouldn't necessarily I'm disagree right with that this. as uh, as assertion. Yeah. What do All we right. What do we got? Uh, I got one, one, and one because the answer is indeed one. Yes. It is tidally locked. Yes. Yep. And remember, we just said dark side of the moon just a little while ago. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's a reason. It's always the dark side <laughs> of the moon. Sure it's- is. That is, and that's the reason. <laughs> Listen, I don't know that everyone puts that together. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, I've uh, never uh, honestly. It, th- it depends on how you very, define dark. Um, <laughs> okay, because the sun. Does. The wording of that question really put that into perspective for me because I never thought of it that way before. Right, but I right, instantly exactly. knew the correct answer. Yeah, yeah, and and, and to, to explain my 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 adding there, the same side of the moon always faces the Earth, but the same side of the moon does not always face the sun. So the sun, the right. like the the Earth, the moon does get light all the way around it, but only one side of it is actually ever shown to the yeah the far of the side of the moon. Yeah, yeah. Just is so more it, it depends on how you define side. dark. You know, dark being like yeah. that we can see it, or dark that there's actual light. Uh, right. Actually, aren't there areas of the moon that actually do not ever get Light, yes, in craters sort of like and near the poles. Yeah, yeah, in yeah craters that's and near what the I was going to say. Yeah, 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 because yeah, because yeah. yeah. that's right. where we're looking for ice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. Here is the last question uh, of the quiz. According to Kent, this stream starts at eight p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, what time would you tune into Ritual of Misery if you were on the moon? Oh my God! <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh no! The moon. The entire moon does have an official time zone. Uh, so oh, according to the message I got from Kent when he told me to come on, the stream starts at eight PM Mountain Time. I know it's flexible from there. Technically, according to Kent, starts at eight PM Mountain Time on Tuesday. So, uh, what time would you tune into Ritual of Misery if you were on the moon? Oh boy! Wow! Um, we're gonna have to include this in, in get, the streamathon schedule. I got. <laughs> um, I got to do math. This is a time zone. I have a guess. This is a time zone that I didn't. I didn't ever consider before. And but in uh, two years, this might be uh, a thing. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah. Wow! Oh my goodness. I, um, for what I will say, the moon has a twenty-four hour clock, just like Earth officially. So it's not like it's not like they're they're measuring in, you know, the twenty-seven point three days that the actual moon takes to uh, to ro- uh, rotate. All right, I'm gonna take a stab at it. <laughs> I've got. Um... 24 possibilities <laughs> more technically because some some have half hours so uh, that oh, would be oh, extremely that's, that's unlikely true. extremely that's unlikely yeah <laughs> yes i'm still trying to do math uh so the there's like afghanistan afghanistan and north india Korea, i think has a half hour time or yeah, yeah. There's a there's a few, and there's even a couple of them out there that are 15 minute offset, which is really fucked up. Would that be? 
a a friend of mine wrote an actual like uh academic paper on the abolition of time zones and it's mm. uh it's like cited in the wikipedia article for the abolition of time zones <laughs> like worldwide oh i gotta get in on that right i knew <laughs> you, you would Whoa. be all over that yeah well, the worst by the way it was also it was also kind of kind of a mess again while i was in pakistan working working on pacific time living in pakistan standard time where i'm just like can we please like schedule meetings before noon? Um, because that's midnight my time. <laughs> um, and then we yeah. can like, you know, like, Oh yeah. I, I have an answer. I know it's wrong, but I have an answer. Maybe it's not wrong. All right. Let's see the answers. Uh, is that see 1am? I see zero 100 and I see 2am. No, it's one, one PM, one AM. Was that one PM? Yeah. This Sorry, is I, 1 PM. You're right. You're right. Very small. Amos. Uh, Cause I'm not sure of my answer. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is <laughs> 2 a.m. The moon uses UTC. Ah, Damn it. I was close. I, yep. I, I knew it used UTC. I just couldn't do the math. on not do the math. UTC. <laughs> you, yeah. Yeah. You, you were real rough on the math there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I'd done my math going yeah, the other I way, was, if I hadn't subtracted and I had, uh, look, some shit yeah, would have worked I out. Was, all right. That is true. I, I thought true, it was. I thought it was UTC, and I was just kind of ballparking the uh, the map. I was close. I was close. Yeah, I, I actually specifically went with Mountain Time because Mountain Time is right now UTC minus six. So if you add six, mm. it's a little bit of it's slightly easier math than than any other. Yeah, I couldn't do zone. it that way. I had to add two to get to me, and then I had to add four <laughs> from there. I mean, fair Wait, enough. I couldn't make the six. Couldn't Kuhan, make what, that leap. What time zone are you in right now, Kuon? <laughs> I'm in central now, central daylight time. So central central standard time is six hours, but central daylight time is five. See, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. see, and and the uh, only so how do we the, do? The only time zone that isn't represented here in the U- in the United States is Hawaii and Mountain. So <coughs> screw those people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have six for Amos, three for Kent. And five for Richard. Wow. I don't usually do that well. <laughs> that was a rough quiz for Ken. Um, it really was. <laughs> is, this oh, the, yeah. is this the first one that Ken's lost? I Well, mm. yeah, because usually he's just going against me and I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, no, I think both both of the other times it was it was uh, Tay Allen, and then I forget the name of the, Dom something. I forget the name of the uh, the person on the other one. Yeah, but uh, I think something we need to call out here is that um, if I have my math right, I think Amos got the. Oh, oh! You want me to hit the button, don't you? Oh. You want me to hit the button? <laughs> I don't have the button ready. I have this ready. <laughs> <laughs> You got the D. <laughs> that just that was blasted. That was loud. Blasted yeah. me. Wow. That was very loud. Uh, and, you're uh, gonna wanna, that's a new. You're going to want to edit that. <laughs> you you, you wanted to get blasted with the D. Stare. You got blasted with the D. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That, sound, that sounded like uh, some podcast host uh, talking into a, a, a lapel mic very loudly. Yeah. <laughs> Is that <laughs> where you got that? Is that where you got that? Yeah. <laughs> but did you hear with, the earrings tapping on the lapel mic? With a, with a like, voice deeper than it would normally sound. I mean, yeah, it was exactly yeah. like you were describing it. It sounded like you were describing it yeah, earlier. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Screw you, people. 
It's one of those things, by the way, that's one of those things that, oh that people on, on TikTok will often do where they will like, they'll have their phone mic and they'll talk like this to it. It's like, no, it's designed to, to sit on your, on your like sternum. Yeah. Like you don't need to put it here. You can just leave yeah. it here. That's the whole point. The best, the best case is when you just hold it slightly away from your shirt. And you don't lift yeah. it up. You just hold it slightly away from your shirt. So as right, you move that around, not it's not hitting the crinkles. Yeah. Rubbing. yeah. 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 For sure. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we are actually going to talk tonight about science, about space. Uh, science. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's almost like it was synergy. Yeah. <laughs> before we, before we get into the science though, uh, you guys, like you, you guys see the headlines about, about the moon where people are talking about full moons and they, they name them. I've never noticed this before, just like a couple of years ago. And there's By the always way, like, you know, yeah. wolf, red wolf moon and like all kinds of dumb shit. For mm -hmm. basically You're now making reason. me wish because I, while I was researching for this quiz, I almost wrote a question about this. And like I saw it and I was like, ah, I don't know. I can't find a question about it real quick. So I don't remember any of the names, but I almost did put this in the quiz just now. Interesting. That's amazing. It, isn't yeah. that one a like couple a of months ago? Oh, go ahead, Richard. Sorry. No, I was going to say, isn't that like a, a combination of position, distance, and like the uh, certain atmospheric conditions? Like the, these things kind of end up influencing Probably. how it looks oh, at different oh, you're times. Talking about, you're talking about the super moons. Yeah. Super, yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah, so, no, yeah no, it probably, e yeah. Each moon has, ha there's, there's 13 names that it just cycles through each each year. Well, and a couple of months ago, we had a really, really cool supermoon. Like, it was incredibly visible to me and, like, awesome to look at. <clears throat> this one, I, I think it was the December one, either November or December. And it was called the Full Beaver Moon Eclipse. Wow. Yep. There you go. The full I, beaver moon. I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to say it again, I mean, Kent? <laughs> yes. yes, he did. I think he loves saying I'll, it. I'll go ahead honest. and say it a third time because, oh my God, who the fuck named something? The full beaver moon eclipse. Oh my God. I was very amused by that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, I could see why. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna be we're gonna be talking a lot about Artemis and the that's the the NASA program for bringing mankind back to the moon. That's a pretty exciting thing. There's a lot of exciting things happening right now with the program. Uh, but before we get into the actual program, let's talk about the fictitious version uh, of, of a similar thing. Who here watched For All Mankind on Apple TV Plus? All I caught up. Yeah, I'm still only through season one. So. Uh, ah, okay. I know. Kuan, I know. did you did you did you watch for all nope. kind? Probably should. I'll get around to it eventually, I'm sure. There's so many things to watch. It's very good. Yes. Yeah. There, there is all right. We can we can <laughs> stay away mostly from, from season two stuff, but I do I do want to briefly just kind of talk about it. Like so basically the premise of it is that the Russians just barely uh, but the Russians beat the United States to the moon in the space race and the space race, because of that, the space race never ended. And it, it's kind of a, an alternate history. What if kind of story um, it's science fiction, obviously, because it's, you know, because it uh, deviates from, from uh, regular earth history. Um, but R Richard, what did you think about the, the premise of the show and like, uh, how they, how they, 
uh, went about portraying it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was fascinating. I don't, I don't often read alternate history type stories, but this particular story to me was really interesting because it was science fiction. So alternate history science fiction, I think is something that I really enjoy. And the, the idea where, cause the thing that I think is so fascinating about this is that for all intents and purposes, it, you don't even have to think of it as science fiction. Things could have played out this way. Yep. And and that I think to me is the thing that's most interesting about it. And and what I love about this show, and I, I know that I haven't seen all of the the goodness of this uh, coming out, but uh, it is the the things that happen in the world and in society and in the space program itself as a result of the fact that we didn't get there first, I think is their exploration of that, I think is just fascinating. Mm. Yeah. And and one of the things that I really like about the show is that it's, it's, it's completely world building uh, because it, it goes like way off the page, way off the, uh, the focus on just the space program and the, like the astronauts involved with it and so forth. It, it talks about things like, like, for example, Nixon didn't get impeached. Um, you know, and then, and then repercussions from that and how that has like a butterfly effect. Um, once we get into the eighties, uh, which I think was season two, yep. uh, but you'll see like, uh, John Lennon, John Lennon wasn't assassinated, you know, like there's just like all these little things, little butterfly effects that came mm-hmm. from just, yeah. I mean, especially, especially if you change something like changing something like the, the moon landing is such a, a pivotal event in human history for all of humanity. Right. Yeah. That, that, that changing the way that that works, you know, even, even a little bit, it makes sense that they would have huge, huge repercussions. Yeah. That's yeah. a big ass butterfly. Yeah. yeah. And, and the way, the way the show portrays it isn't so much as in like, Oh, look how weird the world is now. It's just like it, you could watch it and almost think it was a documentary on the way that the sequence of events goes on. But if you know anything about history, which most of us should know at least a little bit about it, you can see the subtle changes. And then in season two, it's like hard left. Like it it completely, because by then the, the, the chaos, you know, theory has, the butterfly effect has gone (laughs) very, very differently. And it's it's, really good. I know I'm the one who hasn't watched the show, but like um, what, what's, what's cool conceptually is that it's not, far back history, right? It's not like you're just changing, it's not like changing right. the Revolutionary War or even World War II, right? Like, those those are mm. further back in history. It's 1969, like, you know, I, I don't know if y'all were around for it, but like, I know my parents were around for it. Like, I don't, I don't know my exactly how were, Yeah, Richard, yeah. you were around for it, right? Watched like, the moon landing. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, this this is history that that is within, you know, people's lifetimes who are on this podcast, right? Like, yeah. so, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it's 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 not like it's that far back in history where we're like like even World War Two is right. Um, uh, Man in the High Castle right changes World War Two history and like uh, that yep. is yep. that's not ancient history still, but it's far enough back that none of us remember it at least. And um, and, and the, the the that show in that book apparently because I haven't read the read the book by Philip K. Dick of course. Um, that took 
that started off with a hard left. Sure. Like it started off out the gate as this is a massively different world. Whereas, you know, yeah. for all mankind starts off with, no, this is actually what's going, what happened. And then step by step incrementally takes you down a different path. And I think that's a completely different approach. That's so much more approachable. Well, yeah. it, it is. And it's because they, they show you how it happens instead of dropping you in the middle of it after it's already happened. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the real difference in the storytelling there. Yep. Well, I, mean, I think I think both ways can work because, like, um, uh, I don't know if you guys watched Fringe, but like Fringe had like yep. a lot of you know in, in season in the later seasons, especially a lot of here's what's going on in the alternate universe, and like it's just a lot of like medium to small changes where it's like okay, there's a lot like it's just, it's just a lot, but you but you're you're going back and forth between between the alternate reality and the kind of sort of our reality. Obviously, yep. it's not our reality, but it's like it's all it's it's supposed to be like our reality. Yeah. And and you get to see like sort of the back and forth of you know what happened here, but you don't really go. They don't really delve into the the, the history, right. the how, right? right? It's just like here's a thing, yep. and I find that fascinating as well. I and like a lot of things. So in in Spider Man to the Spider Verse, right? You, it's very clear that Miles Morales's reality is not our reality. Yes, shameful subtle differences. Shameful. It's only been out for like no, no, four years. It yet. Yeah, Into the Spider Verse, the, yeah. the animated one. Yeah, from, I have from not, four years I ago. Know. Shameful. I have not <laughs> seen it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. No spoilers. Bring it. Just, just bring, like, it. bring the shame. Come on. No, I, I, I thought I thought you were doing it for, for No Way Home. It's fine. This is not a spoiler, but it's like, for example, you know, his dad works for PDNY instead of NYPD. Right. Like it's, it's very clear oh, right. little, little differences that yep. this is, this, I think what the, the idea is that the, uh, the regular Spider-Man's universe is supposed to be more like our universe and where the universe that we're following in is the alternate universe, but it's all little changes, right? Like yeah. mm -hmm. it's yep. equal to Shaun of the dead in the background and stuff like that. It's like little things that you, that you might not notice, but. Yeah. Well, and that's and, and that sort of subtlety is, is I think part of the the genius of the design of of for all mankind as well because because the space race like you know sped along our uh, you know technological growth just as as a planet, right? And because the space race never ended, it accelerated it, it accelerated even further our technological growth, right? So yeah. so you see like in the 80s, like the internet exists in the 80s. You know, like as an example, and I'm not talking DARPA net and shit. I'm talking about like the World Wide Web, right? Or, right. or some, or some, some, something very similar like to it, like something early versions it, of the yeah. World Wide Web. Imagine Twitter in the um, '90s. What a nightmare! <laughs> oh God, no, no, like, no. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Please, no, do not uh, put that thought in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about ripple effect changes <laughs> like that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. But yeah, like Ken and I, mean, I have already just, decided things in the. Ken and I have already decided that the only reason we were allowed to grow to adulthood is because we didn't have social media when we were children. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it's just, I, I love the attention to detail to all of that kind of stuff. Um, I thought the story itself was pretty compelling and, you know, some of the drama was pretty good. And um, every now and then they had some pretty good dialogue bits and whatnot. But, but the thing that impressed me the most was the attention to detail of all <laughs> the background shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, speaking of attention to detail, Kuhan's got some details of his own for Friday night. So we're going to go ahead and let him go before we get into the actual real life moon talk. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything that you'd like to, to toss out there before, uh, before we let you go? 
I wish there was. Um, I, I've definitely I've got things in the pipeline that are coming, uh, but uh, nothing concrete right now. The only thing I'm doing right now is a baseball podcast, the R Baseball podcast, uh, R Baseball as one word. Find it anywhere you find podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Kuhan, K-U-H-A-N. And when new things happen, I'm sure I'll be on here to discuss them. Uh, th there's definitely at least one very cool thing that is almost definitely happening. And uh, whatever the next, the whatever's happens after Speakeasy Pub Quiz, which ended almost a year ago now, uh, we're internally, we're calling it the next thing. And uh, it might just end up being called the next thing for a while. <laughs> um, but whatever, whatever the next thing, we are discussing it and we're hoping to, to launch it eventually sometimes next, the next. literal literal name works best daily tech news That's, show daily tech news show right I, I i i told joe when we were talking about it uh before the verge was the verge between and gadget and the verge when those guys left the show was called this is my next because that was like right is, That's that, right i forgot about that yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yep so Basically the same thing. Even if we don't call it the next thing, we might keep TNT. So we'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Kuhan. And uh, we will see you shortly. See me around for sure. All right. See ya. All right, Richard. Uh, can't have to step away for a second. So uh, luckily I've got these fancy controls where I can just go bloop, 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 bloop. And bloop, bloop. Yep. That's what I do. Bloop. In my does, head. Does it in, sound like that? In my head, it does. Okay. Not, not in your I head, mean, in my head. Couldn't I do that? Couldn't no. I just like do do this and then like like I'm not there anymore? You could, you could, but I, I don't expect Kent to be smart enough to do that on his own. Oh, out! Do what now? <laughs> <laughs> what, what am I not smart enough to do? Turn to, off your you know, own I mean, camera when right, you leave. To turn off your camera before you step away, so I don't have to do it for you. Oh, well, I, I turned off my mic. I thought that was good enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was great. It just showed an empty chair, so. <laughs> Whoa, Which to some would argue is what I'm in. Anyway. Oh, an, oh, an, an empty no. chair, <laughs> An empty on. chair and a silenced mic, that is Optimal Kent, yes. Oh, <laughs> wow. Me too. Yeah, you know, sometimes people are going to think you're not kidding, you know? I mean, <laughs> these barbs get pretty sharp. Oh, yeah. you should uh, hear the bards when we're not on the uh, show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, is, uh, this is toned down. This is, uh, this is where I come to feel better about myself. So. <laughs> All right. All right. So, well, uh, so let's, let's talk about the moon and, and yeah. going visiting the moon, man. So we're going to the moon. Can I ask the, uh, the, the uh, $25,000 asshole question? Why are we going back to the moon, man? We already did that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, uh, the the stated reason, well, there's there's a lot of reasons actually, um, but I think I think the the biggest reason is because we want to go to Mars, right? We want to we want to push the envelope. We want to get to Mars, uh, but it has been so long since we have put humans into deep space, and we've we've developed quite a bit technologically, and um, uh, we. We're not going to use the 1960s, early 1970s tech that that took us to the moon before. We've got new stuff, right? Um, and so to get to Mars, we need to practice and we need to continue to develop technology and push the envelope even further. And the moon is a, a good like half measure, if you will. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a proving ground, really. It, yes. It, you know, the, the moon... 
is is where we learn how to do this. And and this is learning how to do this all over again. You know, you mentioned the technology of the olden times just doesn't make sense anymore. A lot of it's gone. Like that you would have to rebuild anyway. And if you're rebuilding, you of course would use newer technology, which changes everything. But there's another really interesting reason, which is that the the knowledge on how they did it is no longer working in the organization. The people that made it happen aren't there now. Right. That's so, right. Yep. So they need to learn how to do this again, which I think yep. is fascinating. And, and another aspect yeah. of it is that um, if we want to go to Mars, there's not a recovery plan feasible for that. If well, we right. go to the moon and make a couple mistakes... Yeah. We can feasibly be up there in six to seven days in an emergency once we have things lined mm-hmm. up. Like, you know, that it, it, a recovery on the moon is is feasible. A recovery on Mars, not so. Yeah. Well, well right. and then and in in addition, like we we want our presence on the moon to be sustained. So not just visit the moon and then, hey, we did it, check the box, and then we never go back to the moon. We want to eventually have like a lunar base uh, where right. uh, not only are we furthering exploration of our of our planet's satellite, um, but also uh, resource gathering uh, because there's all kinds of stuff up there. Uh, whatever those rocks, ig- ign- 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 ignorant Igneous. rocks. Is that what you say? Ignea. Yeah, ignorant rocks. <laughs> ignorant ignoramus rocks. rocks. Ignoramus rocks. That look like cheese. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Um, so there's all sorts of resources up there that uh, that can be mined. There's uh, ice. There's water. Um, water Hopefully. ice. Hopefully. Probably on on Didn't the. Didn't they already that, uh, prove that? I'm pretty sure that I think they've already proved. I think it's a very strong ice. theory at this point. I don't know. It's been like but tangibly. Proven. E- either way, there has not been the discovery of water in liquid or solid form in quantities required for what we would use it for. Correct. Yeah. Fair fair enough. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but but I think they have a they have a pretty good idea yeah. where where there and, is a cache of this. And also let's let's not forget that it takes a lot of energy to break away from Earth's gravity. Especially yep. on an 18 month trip to another planet. Whereas if we can establish a, a base of operations on the moon, and we can stockpile mm-hmm. there, and then we can start launching from there. The yep. Re- yeah, the efficiency, refuel, resupply, all yeah, of that. the efficiency of taking off from the from the lunar surface, if if we can manage to get it done, is far and away better than what we can manage here on on Earth. Right, right. Just the yeah. drag coefficient of the atmosphere, the the six times the gravity here on Earth, like all those things increase the cost of everything else. And if we, you know, it's, it's just, it's another stepping stone in what we might be able to accomplish later on down the road. And like you said, yeah. there isn't a recovery mechanism if we screw up in Mars. So if you're on, if you're on the moon and uh, that gives us an opportunity to learn and potentially make some mistakes with, with less risk on how to live in a low gravity environment, how to live in 
uh, a no-air environment. And you could say, oh, well, we, we already do that. We already have the space station. Yeah, but they don't live in their spacesuits, right? So we 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 need to yep. um, like create a, a an environment that is going to roughly simulate what an environment on Mars would be like. Now, it's not going to be exactly like that because on the moon – you can <laughs> literally set up tents and stuff like that to to live in and, and create labs and things like that. On, on mm. Mars, we're going to have to be – we, like we have anything to do with it. But uh, the humans that we go – We humans, yeah. The humans that go are going to need to be looking at doing things like uh, creating subterranean spaces and and uh, creating spaces that where they can protect themselves from the radiation because uh, that's the is really that bad. Was, was the deep yeah cosmic radiation in deep space is a hell of a lot <clears throat> more of a problem than it is at say like the International Space Station. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, a hundred um, miles up also, still affords some some security from the magnetic, uh, yeah, core of the. Well, and then the also another thing that we're that we're putting up there around the moon is the gateway uh, platform, which is basically basically take a smaller, more efficient version of the ISS and put it orbiting the moon instead of instead of Earth. So not only will it be like a a, a place for experimentation, but it's also going to be a training ground. Well, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna serve a ton of purposes, but one of the, one of the things is it's gonna be a training ground for the Mars astronauts, uh, where it's gonna be used to simulate the the long trip, and then they're actually gonna send a mission mission down to the surface of the moon to simulate the trip down to Mars and so on and so forth. Um, but but the uh, the long term exposure to the cosmic radiation and also uh, just the the human like the the toll on the human body and the human psyche yep. mm-hmm. that that long duration is is going to um um to incur on them uh it's going to be like it's gonna be hugely valuable and you can't get that like on the ISS for example and, uh, and and on the ISS let's not forget that the ISS is approaching decommissioning right Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's in like, it's like in life, yeah, <laughs> end it, of life stages. It, it's not being further developed. It's at this point, it's 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 reached a maintenance stage and a, uh, I don't even like like planned obsolescence at this point. Yeah. So we have to have something to replace that, and building another ISS seems like a waste of of, of resources. When we have the moon right there, and that's the eventual plan anyway, we might as well spend those resources yep. on doing something at the well, moon. Yeah, and we've already we we as in humans again because there's and this isn't even just the United States. So, like for example, Canada is incredibly involved in the development of of the uh, the gateway. Um, a lot of that is already built. Some of it is still in the in the um, experimental stage. Like we're we're not quite sure how we're going to do this, uh, but some pieces have already been built and like, we're well on the way. And that, that was kind of my next question for you guys. What do you think about the accelerated timeline of this? Like the very aggressive, optimistic timeline that the Artemis program has. Uh, I'm, I, I'm <laughs> two words. I'm concerned and I'm, um, 
Mm, what would my second word be? The opposite of optimistic. I I think pessimistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pessimistic might be. I don't know if that's the right word, but I mean we're already behind schedule. And mm. again, I keep on saying we, but the program is already behind schedule. Uh, we expect to have people on the moon in 2024. We keep mm -hmm. on saying that that is still on schedule, even though the program itself is nearly a year behind schedule right now. So mm -hmm. I'm curious how we're still going to get to that 2024 date. Yeah. Well, I think it's it, this is very milestone dependent, right? So like this summer, we're supposed to send up Artemis 1, which is an unmanned craft uh, that's going to simulate the, the manned mission that comes later. Uh, but it's basically we're, we're sending up the exact same spacecraft that, that is going to carry people. It's going to go basically fly around the moon and then come back to Earth. Uh, that's supposed to happen this summer. And if if that indeed happens, then I would say we're back on track. But yeah. if it doesn't happen, then, well, of course, that depends on why it doesn't happen. Like if it blows up in, you know, halfway between or or just flies wildly off course because of loss of, of communication with the device or, or what have you like, that's going to drive everything that happens from that point forward. Right. Yep. Yep. And as we speak that, um, that first rocket for Artemis one, one is sitting on launch pad 39 B. For <laughs> yep. a, for a wet test that's going to happen at the beginning of April, which means yep. that they're basically going to fuel it up, take the countdown down to ten seconds, stop it, and then basically defuel, <laughs> defuel, drain it, yep. uh, and and just use all of that data to make sure that okay that process works. It should you know we, we're at the point where we believe it'll be f safe to actually fly the thing. What I think is mm -hmm. also really interesting and smart, very much like with the uh, the Crew Dragon missions, Artemis 1 isn't going to have people on it. It's, it's mm -hmm. going to have dummies on it, which are, yes. in fact, big-ass sensors designed yes. to... Scientific uh, measurement devices. Crash dummies, basically, to yeah. collect information on how, you know, how the body is being impacted by the experience. So really, really cool way of doing it. Yep. Mm -hmm. and, and then the the Artemis 2 mission is the one where we're actually going to send it up with, with, you know, dummies and everything else and fly it not autopilot or whatever, and then bring it back. And that'll be the... the no, Artemis... No, Artemis, Artemis 2 is people. Is Artemis people. 1... Yep. Oh. We'll have people on it when it takes off. Yeah. So, so Artemis the dress 2 is going to basically mirror Artemis 1, except with humans inside. Gotcha. Right. Okay. And that is where I feel like it gets really aggressive, right? Okay, we yeah. do it once successfully. Because that's supposed successfully. to happen next year. Yeah. Right. So Artemis 2 is supposed to happen in, in sometime in 2023. Right. Um, so it... But again, I mean, on, on one hand, my morbid outlook is... I'm not on board. On the other hand, <laughs> oh, ow! Uh, uh, on the other hand, I remember what Challenger did to the space program, and what uh, uh, Columbia did Columbia, to the space right. program. Yeah, I don't want that to happen to the Artemis program. Right, but so, one of the one of the things that that those particularly Challenger uh, did to the space program 
was completely change how they approach quality and testing. Oh and yeah, it, it, it changed the entire atmosphere and and you know yeah. political pressure mm-hmm. and all of that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. So the paradigm um, shifted completely at that at, at that juncture. Yeah, yeah, and so what what I hope is, and and I would expect that this would be the case, is that you know. <laughs> Just like uh, as a smart home geek, I follow stuff in the smart home and there's a standard coming out called Matter that has been announced. It is delayed again by about six months. I would much rather hear that this is going to be delayed than for it to be pushed out with any doubt whatsoever that there's danger or risk, even to the Artemis 1. Because if the Artemis 1 is not successful, that will set things back because they have to have a second mission that would prove the technology before they put put people on it, if they could have – if they would have the support to do that. And, and and to run with your with your matter analogy, matter was delayed initially because of um, the companies needed to finish building a spec that they could all agree on. And right. this last one was that's being delayed because apparently it's gaining more interest from smaller companies that also want to integrate. So it's it's being delayed because of its popularity. Um, well, I, I think it's partly an excuse. I mean, uh, we talked about this a little bit. Um, I'll do a teaser. I'll I'll get back to that. But um, part of uh, part of the delay is that they're shoring it up. They're yeah. they're going through and they're cleaning up the code and um, they're they're doing some rigorous testing on it. And and that addition of a, of new integrations that they weren't necessarily anticipating makes it necessary to do that. So. Yeah. But that would be like the uh, the Artemis one getting ready to launch, and then they push it back six months because now they also have more capabilities. You know, now they're going to be able to live stream it to Twitch the entire time. You know, well, <laughs> no, but but so so that's really interesting too because Artemis one is a multi purpose mission. It's not just that it's testing out the technology to get us out to the moon. It's also sending satellites into space. This is a mm-hmm. going to be a functional launch where they're sending science out into outer space the same way that many other launches are or that a like a, a paid or commissioned launch from SpaceX might be. So yeah. there are other things that have to be considered as they're doing this. Yep. Either way, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's really really and and with the with the success, well, I won't say the success with the apparent success of the JWST earlier this year. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just like it, it's it's just ramping me up to be more excited about space in general. And yep. you know, in in July August, whenever we can actually start getting some some actual new images from JWST. James Webb Space Telescope, for people who don't know what that means. Uh, yes, I'm just trying to avoid saying the JW part. Um, we really need to get over it. <laughs> I, yeah. I, uh, anyway, moving past it, moving past it. I, uh, I'm, I'm really excited because that's going to be about the same time that the, the Artemis thing is, is looking to ramp up as well. So mm. it's going to be kind of like a, a summer of space fun. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited, man, because like in two and a half years, we might be like seriously like humans on space on other worlds and and developing space stations and lunar colonies and like shit that has been science fiction to us for for the most part for all yeah. our lives uh, but we we've, we've always felt like at least i have we've always felt like we're just like just on the cusp like if we really decided to do some of this stuff we probably could but we're just not quite there um and this i think artemis is going to at least partially get us there for real Mm-hmm. And then also the second piece of that is the, that it will enable like all of the science fiction that we've dreamed about, like being on Mars and having colonies and, uh, you know, things outside of the confines of earth in the immediate orbit of like, like a hundred, only a hundred miles above the surface of the earth, yeah. like moving past that, like that is, if Artemis is successful, like we're we're right there, man. Like we're within five years of some literally science fiction shit happening in real life. And, and, and don't I discount. Don't think Russia's going to stop us or beat us there this time. <laughs> well, if they do, they're, they're uh, a little distracted right now. So if they do if impact <laughs> it, none of us are going to be around to remember that it is ever going to be a thing to begin with. Interesting point. Let's uh, not explore that too much further. But uh, the other thing to not forget is that Spaceship One is expected to be um, tested soon as well uh, for its first real launch. This is the uh, ship that will at some point in time be also um, staffed with uh, people to go into space and ultimately fly into deep space and make its way to Mars. This is the the, uh, SpaceX project. So – Yep. Uh, so much cool stuff going on right now. Yep. Yeah. All right. Like we're um, like like the timeline that that Star Trek put forth like might not be too far from reality at this point. Uh let's wrap things up with a little bit of an over under. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. I am going to go with um I I'm going to go with uh 2027 being the year that I think we will have our first humans uh, habitating the moon. I'm going to go 2027. Wait, Wait, habitating? You mean like actually like Artemis Base Camp is established and humans are like that's that's their residence for the time being? The ISS on the moon, on the surface of the moon. Okay. Hmm. So Artemis Base and, Camp. Yeah, and, I, and ISS equivalency and, and on the surface of the moon for, you know, for humans to be in six to eight months at a time, that kind of thing. I'm going to go so, 2027. Well, I, I don't know okay. what the actual timeline is for that. Do you know? And are I, you I, over or under? I, I, I do so, not know, and that's why I'm saying that's why I'm setting the precedent because I do not know. He's, the he's setting the okay. The, so w- you're the baseline. Uh, we have to decide if if we're over so, or under on that. Right. So so the humans return to the moon according to the current timeline is 2024. Right. Um, and and of course that has to happen before Artemis Base Camp can be you know start to be built and developed and so forth. Um, so if we hit that mark. You're saying three years after that, actually having sustained presence on the moon. Mm. 
Mm. And again, I'm with you, Richard. I don't know because I'm sure NASA has established a, a goal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I might just take even odds on this one. Like I, I, I might just go, I might just go with Amos on this one. 2027, I think sounds, if we achieve 2024, I think 2027 might not be off. Yeah, I, I am, I'm with you on that. I think that timing sounds right. I honestly don't think it would take three years. I think three years gives us a little bit of time to make a couple of mistakes, hopefully not catastrophic ones. But right. um, I, I, I would hope that we can, you know, kind of like we were very rapidly building and and getting stuff out into space to build the uh, International Space Station, I would hope that we're going to kind of take that same approach and be accelerating getting stuff out there to make this happen. And, and that's kind of my thought, because when we so, built the ISS, we, we went up there and we put basically the, 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 the first major piece. And then within like two years, we had like four pieces and two people living in it. You know, and yep. it was, it was yeah. nothing. It was just, well, and, it was basically life and, support and nothing yep. else, but we had well, people we should there. Probably, yeah. So we, we should probably note as well. So we, we talked about Artemis, Artemis one, Artemis two, Artemis three, but there's going to be several, um, like something like, t like eight or 10 launches in between all of this. This is that that's part of the Artemis program as well. That is putting up pieces of the, uh, the gateway, mm -hmm. uh, right. the, putting robot, like robot rovers on the moon to help you know, map out, like help us figure out exactly where we want our landing site to be for Artemis base camp and all of that sort of stuff. Like, so the, and there's going to be supply missions and, and all sorts of stuff that, that is going on outside of just those three main, like named, named, you know, Artemis named missions. Essentially it's going to um, be really so, cool so for yeah. a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh indeed. yeah. Yeah. Yes, all indeed. kinds of stuff. So so okay so on the same lines as what Amos's question was I want right. to I want to ask about uh, the mission the manned mission to Mars when do we think that's going to happen hmm. to because the I'll surface tell you right now, or to circumnavigate circumnav uh, I'll say circumnavigate because okay. the right now the the intent stated <coughs> goal is um and so roughly somewhere between 10 and 15 years from now. So sometime in the mid 2030s is when the United States intends to have humans make the journey to Mars. They didn't say put, you know, put them on the surface, but humans making the journey to Mars sometime in the mid 2030s. So are we going to hit that? Are we going to miss it by a lot, by a little? Uh, well, maybe can't, even can't to exceed set, that? set the year. Okay, then I I'll, I'll go ahead and set it at 2035. Okay. I think if we hit our milestones, I I think that's probably achievable. Are you only counting NASA? Let's say humans. Well, th so the the mid uh, mid 2030s was the goal stated by NASA. Uh, so that's what I'm basing it on. But but we'll just say we'll just say humanity. So whether it's at if it's not NASA, if it's uh, ESA SpaceX or, or Blue Origin or or whoever, or right. another <clears throat> another nation like yeah, you know, ESA. China, Russia, et cetera. 
Right. Right. Um, I don't think it'll be Russia. I'm going under. <laughs> You're going under. I'm going under. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Well, here's here's something too that that we don't have to do the math right now, but something to think about if we were actually going to, uh, you know, research what our answer would be. There are certain windows that are Good ideal point. for traveling to Mars. Good so, point. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, it could still be under. It could still be under. Uh, but I don't have the like I don't have the charts in front of me. But there are certain times where where Mars is much closer yep. to Earth just because of the the you know the uh, orbits around the Sun and so forth. I'm gonna go over. Mm. And which the, I figured you would. The reason I'm saying over is not because of the space program or setbacks within the space program. I'm going to say it's going to be over due to political influences, especially as it comes to budget. Like hmm. political yeah, Fair will. enough. Yep. Fair enough. <clears throat> yeah, because there's I, a lot of time between here and there. <clears throat> We're talking like probably four presidential administrations between here and there. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. So I, and, I, I, and I think it'll be over, but it'll be because of Political constraints on budget, not because of scientific advance. How how far yeah. over are you are you guessing? A little bit or a lot? Maybe ten years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It, every time there's a set a major setback, it takes a year or two to recover from it to get things. What if ramping um, back up? Well, do you think? Okay, so let's let's say you're right. Let's say it is ten years delayed. Do we have a sustained presence on the moon that entire time? Yes. And I, th- okay. I think I think that's what would divert it is that 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 would be the political fight. Well, we already have people on the moon. Why do we need to go to Mars? And mm. you know, why do we need to budget okay. for both? I, I think that's li- literally. I think that's going to be the argument uh, by a certain. Yeah. Group well, I of think people. at least initially it'll be the same ones that initially- we're saying. Why are we going back to the moon? We already went there. Yep. It'll be the well, same yeah, people. Yeah. 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 But but on paper though, like some of this is already handled because the the Artemis missions have already been funded. <clears throat> like that's already been, like it's already budgeted, earmarked and paid thing. for. Now it now Mars things. now Mars. Well no, you're right. Um, but that Congress eventually pays for for shit that's been marked. Um, yeah. So Artemis is is essentially paid for, but uh, yeah, Mars the as yet unnamed Mars missions have not been paid for. Right. So that's, right. A, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, when do I, I want it? Uh, like right now. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Why is oh, this yeah. shit sitting on a ramp instead of shooting off into space my, right now? Like, let's do this thing. <laughs> my, my final question for you guys, my final question for you guys though, is within our lifetimes. Okay. Like space travel is going to be, like legit as fuck, I think. Right. So let's say, let's say we are, let's go 10 years from now, 10, maybe even 15 years from now, there is a, not only a sustained human presence on the moon, but there is a built out, um, you know what? I'll even call it a colony. I wasn't going to call it a colony, but, but we, let's say we have a built out infrastructure, uh, full up colony with tourism opportunities. Yep. Would you stay at the lunar hotel Uh, is that the question? Yes, that's the question. Were, were I younger? Hell yeah. Um, I, I, 10 years from now, I 
would be over 65. There's mm-hmm. the, the process of getting there is just too hard on the body. I, mm-hmm. I would, I know that we've had older people go into space. I, I, I mean, William like, Shatner went to space. <laughs> well, no, but we've also, <laughs> no, we, I mean, we've, we've also had uh, a number of people over 65 go into space and, uh, I I would just be concerned that that's just pushing the limits of what uh, my body would be able to deal with at yeah. the time. Were I younger? Yes. Hell yes. Absolutely yes. Yeah. I, yeah I'm going uh, to go no. I would not stay at the Lunar Hotel. Okay. Not because I don't want to, but because I'm tired of middle-aged white dudes getting all the fucking credit and all the glory. Let's get some young people, some, some young fucking scientists... In 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 that's not no 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 it's not an either or no 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 it's not an either or it's not an either or it's it's do you go or you don't it didn't we're not talking about whether or not the other one you're not taking anyone's seat no there is a seat for you if you want it no I don't go I put my kid in that seat no no they they don't get to take it it's Uh, yours if you want it it's unoccupied if you don't take it. So fucking all altruistic. It's ridiculous. Or you take or you take your kid with you. Like that's an option as well. Oh, uh, for, first of all, Richard is not altruistic because altruism doesn't exist. Um <laughs> it, it's it's absolutely self-serving. According all the things itself. that I've said would, would benefit my children. Um Yeah. But would you go? Would you chaperone your kid? You know what? Let's say it's, it's right now, the age of your kids now. Would you go like we're, we're I, I would I would chaperone David. Future. I would chaperone David yep. to to the Lunar Hotel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'd I think I would go. die on reentry, but whatever. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that I would want an extended stay necessarily. Um. But I. I would want to do it. I. I definitely would want to do it. I'd much rather um, teleport. As far there. as. Like well, I've, take, I've, I've okay. taken the spaceship ride at Disney World. I'd rather teleport right there, but. You know, you do what you got to do. Yeah. Mission space <laughs> is tele- awesome. What are you talking no, about? No, it is. It just makes me nauseous every time. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Maybe I, I think, should, so maybe I address, shouldn't red door it anymore. <laughs> so address one of your concerns though, Richard, you're talking about the, uh, the toll on the body. Like you're going to be 10 years older or 15 years older, depending on the timeline. And the, the toll is something that you're not comfortable with doing. But yeah. what about the medical advances that will take place between now and then? Like we're 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 in an accelerated uh, technological um, progressive state right now uh, with with medicine as well. Yeah, yeah, but but true. True. I'm not convinced that that is at the same. <laughs> it's not going to offset. Frankly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I really don't think it would. But yeah. it's the same reason that you know he was talking about the wheelies. It's the same reason you know I, I haven't had hockey skates on in 20 years. That's just there's just I know that if I fall, I'm going to fall hard. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. right, right. I'm going to fall. Well, uh, Deuce gone wild. Deuce gone wild in our Twitch chat says that he would definitely go to the to the uh, lunar hotel. So yeah, yeah. I can see that. Uh, yeah. yeah, and and Kent, did you answer? Yes, yes. I I said I would definitely go. I, oh, I that's right, be but not for an extended period of time. Stay. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you know, this is just a vacation, so. That's right. All right. Yeah. Going up and back. Um, well, Kent, <laughs> what what do we uh, what do we got coming up in the future for Ritual Misery? Uh, well, the next big event is is Austin. <laughs> We're going to be in Austin in. 
oh my gosh, two weeks, just under two weeks actually from now, uh, we will be in Austin for the Founders Day picnic put on by Brian Brushwood. And we've got a whole bunch of festivities and, and meetups and events and all kinds of stuff that are happening all around that. Um, primarily, so if anybody is in Austin on Thursday, August, or not August, um, April, April 7th. the other A month, the other A month. Yeah. Thursday, April uh, 7th at 6 p.m., 6th Street, downtown Darwin's Pub. Yeah. Darwin's. Wait, is it 6 p.m. Yes. or 8 p.m.? I, th- I think it might be 8 p.m. We'll be there. We'll be there early. We'll be there long. Yeah, whatever. If you show up at 6, like we'll, we're probably there eating sandwiches anyway. So, because <laughs> that's, been, that's been typical of our, our past uh, yep. Boston excursions. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so officially um, RMP meetup, 8 p.m., April 7th, Darwin's on 6th Street. Uh, I, I, I would address, not you be have surprised Google. if if a random Richard just happened to like use some miles and and a, a one night hotel at the W just to come down and hang out with us for a night and then bail back out, you know, on his travels to some other location or something. Yeah, I, I'm fantastic. I'm still in every uh, every one of you stay the hell away from me mode. So I don't <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> like, well, Richard, wait, Richard, I, we're all going to be masked and socially I, distanced. Bullshit. Uh, I, I have a uh, <laughs> I have a wedding to go to at the end of April, and that's going to be the first big event I have attended uh, for two years. So that'll be. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, also, uh, it, I think it's worth mentioning. Um, I I did order both sets of the free government um, COVID tests. Yeah. And I plan on home testing probably yep. twice actually before I before I leave for Austin. So probably yep. like a few days before. So that's a few days my before, flight, and then, right and then like you go. the day yep. before my flight. Yep. And then. Um, I, I'm taking at least two two tests with me. I might actually take I might take a couple boxes um, mm. with me to uh, to Austin so that I don't bring anything back <laughs> with me. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's or, or at least idea. decreases my chances of doing that. So if like for anybody listening to the sound of my voice, if you have not yet ordered your free tests from from the U.S. government, it is. Is the easiest and fastest thing that I've ever seen the U.S. government. Well, now do it is. Ever. Now it is. <laughs> On day one, it took a good long time for them to get to you. Uh, this second round for tests five through eight, I I got yeah. them literally the next day. I couldn't mm. believe it. I actually I got five I got five tests in my second batch. I got four tests in my in my first batch. It was a it was two boxes of two. In my yeah. second batch, I got one box of five tests. I uh, I I was part of the pre-order. Like they opened it up a day before they were supposed to, and I right. got I got in on that before they shut it down, and I got those tests. And I haven't ordered the second batch yet because I, um, I, I kind of have a stockpile with my my sister in law working on base. She gets them, mm. and then Amber goes to college, uh. and they <clears throat> hand them out free at college. So we we kind of oh, have yeah. like a, a small stockpile of home tests. So yeah, not, yeah, well, there you go. We're now in in the hand sanitizer phase for home <clears throat> testing, yeah. where they're just everywhere, and we have too many of them. Yeah. <laughs> right. But that's and that's still not no one's bad, using it. <laughs> that's not well, well. Yeah, it's gonna dry out my nose. Not, not enough people. It's really easy. <laughs> it's really easy. Just do it. It's easy. Anyway, yep. all right. Yeah. 
right, uh, Richard, where can people find you and see what you're up to? And I know you got things going on, so uh, tell us about it, man. Yeah, sorry, I almost spilled the beans earlier. Um, I am very happy to announce that uh, today I just recorded the relaunch episode of Home On. And, uh, you know, I've been on the show. I've talked about how I, I let the show wane for a year, and I really wasn't happy about that. Um, I've kind of reworked things a little bit, made it a, a snappier show. Um, so it's less of an edit for me, less to get it out. And I am eager to get that out to people's feeds, hopefully next week. So um, that is good awesome. stuff going on. And you can find that at the digital media zone.com where I should probably post something besides just <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. I'm I'm so happy for you with that, Richard. That's yeah, great. thanks. Uh yeah. Uh Kent, where can people find you, man? Nowhere. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, right now, bit.ly slash RMP Discord. Um I've been posting some of my thoughts in in there. Um I, I don't really media. these days I yeah, I haven't really been doing social media like like Facebook, uh Twitter, any of that. Uh for probably my gosh, it, it's I would say it's at least a year at this point that I haven't regularly been on those platforms. Or um, even at all. So if you want to interact with me, well, yeah, and, and for the most part, not at all. Um, if you if you do want to interact with me, uh, bit.ly slash RMP Discord, um, there's even a channel called Kent Topics in there. And that's like, I will I will answer you like probably within minutes if you post something in there. And it's um, all spoilers, so, so don't go in there. <laughs> now there's all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of stuff. Uh, but check it out. What about you, Amos? <laughs> you can find me in our Discord, not in Kent's channel, because the people that are in there don't know how to use the spoiler tag. Um, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ethan Kane, E T H A N C A I N E. Yeah, and uh, RitualMisery.com for uh, everything that we're doing as a channel. Um. Yeah. And stuff. I, I, I think that's I think that's it, man. <laughs>